Your world, your challenges, your faith. When faith within engages the world without, there's power. It's living life from the inside out. Are you ready for the family holiday gatherings? I mean, some can't wait to get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Others, well, already have knots in their stomachs, wondering how to avoid a conflict with Uncle Ralph or Cousin Sadie as they pass the gravy. We're going to talk about handling holiday conflict today on Family Life's Inside Out, where we look at how God transforms His people from the inside out. I'm Martha Manikas Foster, and my guest today is licensed family therapist Glenn Lutchens. Glenn's been with Focus on the Family's Counseling Department for 28 years. Glenn, welcome to Inside Out. Thank you, Martha. Great to be with you. You know, I think everybody wants to make the best of our holiday gatherings. And if we're disciples of Jesus, we know that we are as much as possible to live at peace with everyone. So, Glenn, if we know there's the potential for conflict with someone who's going to be at a holiday gathering, what might we do before walking in the door? What might help us avoid or diffuse disagreement before we even walk in? One thing I think is to realize what types of conflicts there may be. One is old dynamic conflicts. Those are things maybe related to if one child felt disfavored by a parent and another child was favored. They're old dynamics that may that may pop up. Mm-hmm. A second one would just be kind of present tensions. You know, your, your, your niece or nephew got a bigger piece of pumpkin pie than you did or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, there's some tension that comes up. And the third one we'd probably call conflict opinions where people just have differing ideas on particular spiritual things or political things or social things. There's a lot of differences. So if we kind of know which category, if there's an old dynamic conflict, Mm -hmm. you know, to to whatever degree we can address that beforehand, the Thanksgiving table is probably not the place to do that. But is is there something I need to take ownership of and, and confess to someone? Uh, or do I need to just let a person know that I want to have a good relationship with them and hope that we can we can relate well? So to the degree that we're able to address those beforehand, I think that's helpful. I think it's also constructive to look at, okay, what is our attitude towards the person or the people that we're going to be spending time with? Are there things that we can appreciate about them? Mm. And if I'm appreciative of someone, I'm probably going to be more understanding of them. I'm probably going to accept maybe a little bit of their, their quirks. Mm. doesn't mean I have to be target practice, but <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can approach them in a constructive way because I'm thinking of them as an image bearer of the, the presence of, of Christ, or if a person is not a believer, but they're an image bearer of, of having the image of God in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we could actually meet with someone ahead of time or at least have a moment or more than a moment on our own where we, we realign our our thoughts going in. Because in some way, if we expect conflict, we might just engender conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so just having that awareness, I think it's also helpful to beforehand know if I do need to exit, what can I do? Can ah. I take a walk and just be prepared to say, hey, I just need a few minutes just to, to spend by myself. Sometimes it's really helpful beforehand to also know what the expectations are. I think one of the areas of conflict that people run into is where, you know, aunt or uncle, mom or dad, or our own kids, where there may be certain expectations as far as that time or how long it's going to be, or even if they come or don't come. So to be able to talk about that beforehand can um, maybe even eliminate the potential for certain conflicts to mm-hmm. arise. Mm. 
Let me just take a moment to reintroduce our conversation. If you're just joining us, welcome. You're listening to Inside Out on Family Life. I'm talking today about handling family conflict at the holidays with Glenn Lechens, licensed family therapist with Focus on the Family. Glenn, once we're actually at the holiday gathering, one where there's the potential for, for conflict, what would you say we should avoid doing? I would say it's important not to stir the pot or mm. avoid the pot. Huh. Uh, stir the pot. I mean, there, there are certain individuals who are going to, maybe by their temperament or just personality, they're, they're kind of looking for a fight. Mm. And um, we don't have to kind of battle it out with them. You're probably not going to change someone's opinion. That doesn't mean that you can't have a constructive answer for questions that come up, but we don't have to stir the pot. On the other hand, we don't have to, oh, no, you know, we don't see eye to eye. Isn't this terrible? No, mm. people can disagree. And that's okay. People can disagree in a respectful, agreeable way. Mm -hmm. So if we kind of go in with that in mind, what not to do, what would it be helpful for us to do or to say while we're in that gathering? I think there's, there's great wisdom that comes out of Ephesians 4.29. And it's something that I would say in any and every relationship, not just at the holiday time, but in any and every relationship it applies. Paul says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion, mm. that it may give grace to those who hear. And realizing that we have an opportunity to speak life and truth and encouragement. Sometimes people maybe that we don't have an opportunity to witness to because they've said, hey, you know, I just don't want to hear about Jesus mm -hmm. at all. But they can hear how you relate to them in the midst of maybe disagreement or when there is some level of tension. So recognize that you have an incredible opportunity both to be a witness to people. And we might say, well, you know, my family, they, they know the Lord. And so, you know, it's not really witnessing to mm -hmm. them in the sense of coming to faith in Christ. But it may be an aspect of discipleship in the sense that they get to see someone who deals with conflict in a constructive way. Mm. You want to be able to look for agreement especially with the person who is, you know, is, is trying to pick a fight. Right. Uh, where do you agree, you know, to, to be able to identify those things where, where you do agree? And I think probably one of, the best, one of the best sentences in the English language is this. You and I see that differently. You don't have to convince mm -hmm. the other person of mm -hmm. the way you see it. And I think sometimes there's almost this subtle pressure that I need to convince this other person, if it's a theological or a, a political, social mm -hmm. uh, idea, I got to convince them. And when we approach it from that vantage point that I have to convince them, who's got all the power? Mm. It's really the other mm -hmm. person, the other person kind of, okay, well, convince me. And right. so you and I see that differently. It doesn't mean that there aren't times to be able to share your ideas and opinions, the reason, the hope that you have in Christ. I mean, there are those times where that's important. But when someone is really not looking for an answer, I think it can be helpful just simply to say, you know, you and I don't see that the same way. We see it from a different vantage point. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really go anywhere, but it doesn't go anywhere in a good way. Yes. In other words, <laughs> it just kind of dead ends it. So, right. okay, what is there to say after that? The person has their opinion. You have yours. And it may not be helpful to just continue the conversation. If someone really is interested in discussing something, and maybe it's getting a little tense or there's some emotions that are involved. I think one thing a person can do is to say, hey, I would really like to understand your perspective better. Uh -huh. 
is there something that you have, maybe a book, maybe a, a broadcast, something that you'd like to share with me that I can get a chance to take a look at and read? And there's something that comes to my mind that I think might be helpful for you to better understand where I'm coming from. Uh-huh. Would you be open to us exchanging a resource together? Sure. And that way, it, it kind of takes the emotion out of it. Even if you can't talk about it afterwards, at least you get a better understanding of where the other person is coming from, and they have a better understanding of where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I love I love what you're saying. I'm I'm wondering if at a certain point it just seems like this is not dinner time conversation. Um, that <laughs> right. you could say, can we like make an appointment? Hey, how yeah. about we have coffee yeah. next week? I'd love to talk to you more about this. Right. right. We so, have more options as far as what we do with a situation that I think we realize it's important to keep that in mind. Yes, and I think the benefit of you and I talking right now, you know, a whole week before Thanksgiving and before then consequently Christmas is that it gives us a chance to really think about. You know, it's not in the moment suddenly deer in the headlights, oh, I have to do X, because you may not have to do X. What now? Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, Glenn, what words of encouragement do you have for people who, right this moment, listening to us, are already anxious, their stomachs in knots as they think about the coming family gatherings? I would say probably the most important thing is to realize God is going to be with you. Mm. You're not there on your own. The Spirit of God, if you've trusted in Christ, if you've received God's free gift of, of salvation through faith in Christ, He's going to be with you. And realize that that presence is going to be important. We have this thing, I think, probably in America and probably around the world as well, maybe in some cultures not as much, but we have this kind of love affair with comfort. So mm-hmm. anything that mm-hmm. makes me feel uncomfortable can sure. be pretty disturbing. I I have family that lives in St. Louis, so every once in a while I've gone there and have gone to, there's a museum in Forest Park where they have these old dental instruments from the 19th century, so oh, the dear. 1800s. Oh, dear. And they're hammers and they're mallets and they're saws. And I look at those and I say, thank God I was yeah. born in the 20th century. <laughs> yes. Because those things are going to create a whole lot of discomfort. But we're going to get through it. Even if it's going to be an uncomfortable time, if you can embrace the discomfort, and realize that this is a learning opportunity for you. Most of the times that we have the greatest growth as believers in Christ is when things are not the most comfortable for mm-hmm. us. So even if it's challenging, God's going to be with us. We're going to get through it. And there's a there's an old classic movie that uh, I enjoy seeing every once in a while. Probably most people have seen it. It's The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in there when they're in front of the great and mighty wizard and, and the big, deep voice coming through and the smoke, yes. and they're shaking in their boots. Right. And then Toto goes over and pulls a curtain back. When people are pretty boisterous with us, when people are looking for an argument, we tend to view them as the, the mighty great wizard. I mean, and, and we quake mm-hmm. in our boots. But in reality, it's kind of like the little old wizard behind the screen who is not all that frightening and is probably dealing with some deeper stuff in his or her life than we realize. So what can first feel intimidating for us in reality can engender a sense of compassion and concern for another person. Mm, wonderful words to ponder. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your, your work, You know your history of work with mm. people, and thank you for joining me here today on Family Life. Thank you, Martha. It's been my pleasure. My guest has been Glenn Lutchens, licensed family therapist with Focus on the Family. You can learn more about Focus on the Family's counseling department by going to FocusOnTheFamily.com. I'm Martha Manikas Foster with Inside Out on Family Life.
Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news.